This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake, joined as always by Gabby Urrutia. And this week, Gabby, the Miami Hurricanes are returning to Hard Rock Stadium to host Georgia Tech for a 12-30 kick, game televised locally, at least on, on Bally Sports. Um, so... Not the most marquee game, uh, but I do think it's an important one for Miami and the, the Manny Diaz era as they look to continue their momentum from two victories in a row against ranked opponents. Opponents who uh, I was a little surprised were ranked in the college football playoff top 25 for whatever that's worth, right? NC State and Pittsburgh. Um so at this point, you know, continues to look like two solid quality wins. Uh, now the question is, can, can Manny Diaz keep it rolling against a Georgia Tech team that is three and five, I believe. Yep, three and five. Uh, but I think is more dangerous than that record suggests, particularly on offense, um, which we'll get into here. Soon, Georgia Tech, for reference, is so Miami's riding a two-game winning streak. Georgia Tech is riding a two-game losing streak. Most recently, to Virginia Tech, twenty-six to seventeen, in Atlanta, they lost that game. And the week before, they lost to Virginia in Charlottesville, forty-eight to forty. I do think it's worth pointing out that. Three of Georgia Tech's five losses have been one-score games, um, and they have earned wins against North Carolina and Duke in terms of ACC wins. So let's just start here, Gabby. You know, you and I both been watching Georgia Tech here the past few days, and I'm curious your take. Um, after watching them, are they better or worse than you expected going into that exercise? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that they would be, I think they're probably a little better than I expected. Um, you know, maybe, maybe even just on offense, um, defensively, I don't think they're, they're that bad either, but I mean, I didn't really go into watching these games with much expectations. Like I knew that they were probably just like, you know, just one of those teams that's maybe just like, like, I think they're a good team, maybe a below average i mean kind of thought going into it and you know there, there's a lot that they show and that they put on on tape this this fall that sort of makes you think that like you know this is a this is a team that you know miami absolutely has to take seriously i don't think that they're as good as nc state or as good as Pitt. right um, i don't even think they're as good as virginia and um kind of feel like that north carolina game maybe said more about north carolina than it did about georgia tech 
okay. just kind of like in hindsight. But, uh, you know, I think they're, they're a good team. Uh, you know, I think that they can bring it. And, you know, I think offensively, they definitely have some weapons. And, you know, defensively, uh, you know, I, I think particularly off the edge, I think they have a couple guys too. I think they got a linebacker that moves around pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this, this, Miami has to show up and play this game. You know, this isn't just like a gimme. Uh, this right. isn't just like a show up and, and beat Georgia Tech type of game. I think that uh, Miami needs to continue to sort of build on what they've done over the last few. And, you know, if they don't, uh, I, Georgia Tech can, can easily give them a, a scare and potentially walk out of hard rock with a win. Right. We definitely saw that in 2019, right? I mean, yeah. that that was a game where, you know, look, that Miami team probably didn't have the upside of this current Miami team. Uh, but I would probably argue uh, the distance between that 2019 Miami team and that 2019 Georgia Tech team was greater than what we're going to see this week between the two teams. And, you know, that loss to Georgia Tech, Miami had a ton of bad losses that year in 2019. I think that Georgia Tech loss, quite frankly, is it's in the conversation. It's not as worse. Uh, it's not as bad as the FIU loss or the Louisiana tech loss or the Duke loss, but that Georgia tech loss is right there. It, it's, it's a bad, bad loss on the Manny Diaz resume. Um, and, and, you know, I mentioned the common opponents between uh, Virginia and North Carolina. I mentioned those scores. Miami also has a com common opponent with Georgia Tech with Pitt, right? And, and Pitt rolled to a win on the road at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 52 to 21. So I do think like Georgia Tech's a little bit all over the place. You know, they cruised to a win over North Carolina. They won a once or they lost a one score game to Virginia, and then they get blown out by Pitt. So I don't know if we can necessarily take anything from those scores and apply it to this Miami game. Um, let me ask you this, Gabby, do you feel like, like to me going into this game, I get a little bit of a trap game vibe. Um, you know, Miami's coming off again, wins against two ranked opponents next week in state rival, your biggest rival, a road trip to Florida state. It's a little bit of a sleepy 1230 kickoff. It's on Bally sports. Um, and if there's one thing we've learned, you know, even again, going back to that 2019 season, it's just hard to trust a Miami team during this Manny Diaz era. Do you buy that this could be a trap game for Miami? Do you think they should be aware or do you, I guess what I'm asking, are we going to see them come out, start fast? Like we have seen them uh, do these past two weeks. I mean, I, I sure hope so. Um, I think that this is a trap game, 100%. Again, uh, you know, Georgia Tech kind of coming in, really not, not much to play for, at least. Um, an opportunity to sort of turn things around. Um, you know, after two straight losses, Miami kind of, again, maybe riding the high of the last two wins. I mean, everyone's sort of, I mean, I don't know about if everyone's looking forward to Florida State, but I mean, again, I mean, you see this happen all the time in college football where teams get caught looking ahead or even if they're not really, I mean, it just seems to happen in these sort of situations, right? Two straight wins over top 20 teams after starting the year two and four. Um, you do have that huge rivalry game. It's just like, what Miami team are we going to see on Saturday? Um, I mean, you have to be, you can be encouraged about what you've seen over the last two and be like, if Miami just continues playing that way, I mean, I feel like this could be, you know, a nice win. And, you know, you go into Tallahassee with, you know, on a, riding a three game winning streak, you're definitely going to be locked in for that one. But, uh, 
Um, you know, this is one of those situations where, yeah, for all the reasons you said, a 1230 kick on a Saturday, uh, Bally Sports, Florida. Uh, again, you're not playing in front of a huge national audience. There's not a lot of hype going into this game either way. And, uh, you know, I think Georgia Tech has some pieces, too, where, you don't if yeah. you're not if you don't come out ready to play, I mean, again, they, they can sort of catch you. So I, I'm hoping to see that fast start. I think, uh, you know, that's going to be one of the keys to this game is just if Miami can get rolling the same way they've sort of got rolling in the last few. Right. So let's get into that. Right. What worries us most about this Georgia Tech team? I'll let you take the floor here first. Yeah, for me, it's, it's really just the running game. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people look at Jeff Sims, uh, dual, true dual threat quarterback. Um, I mean, I think Jameer Gibbs, I mean, just after watching him, I watched like four of Georgia Tech's games, the uh, condensed, you know, the 25 minute games. And man, like, I think he's a really good player, man. Uh, you know, I think he's, I think he's quietly one of the better running backs in the ACC. Kind of gives me a, a little bit of like Alvin Kamara vibes, just sort of being a Georgia guy. Uh, Whereas like the, the same like, sleeve that Alvin Kamara has. So when he, when he was coming out as a recruit, that the comp was Dalvin cook a little, which I can kind of see like that slashing style. I don't think he's that, but he is in that neighborhood. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's a very good running back, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I just think he's a legitimate back and, you know, a lot of people sort of, I mean, you're looking at the surface, it seems like those two, but I mean, they got a guy in Dante Smith and Jordan Mason. Those guys have collectively combined for almost 500 yards. Each of them have an explosive touchdown run on the year. Um, You know, those, those are two really good backs that, you know, they sort of mix in as well. So um, I mean, what concerns me most about Georgia tech right now is just their ability to run the ball. Miami obviously has had uh, some, some mishaps in tackling, uh, you know, they've gotten better. They've looked better over the last few games, but um, you know, it, this is one of those games where you sort of, where you're sort of like waiting back and be like, are they going to come in and tackle the way that they need to tackle? Cause if they start tackling like Michigan state style, uh, style tackling or like Appalachian state style tackling uh, North Carolina, Virginia type, you know, they, they can get, they can put themselves in a bad spot. So um, I'm really going to look at how they sort of handle that Georgia tech rushing attack. Yeah. So I, building on your point, the thing that concerns me about this Georgia tech team is just the explosive uh, play potential in general with the offense. And and to your point, Jameer Gibbs plays a big part in that, right? A couple stats on Gibbs, 531 yards, rushing 373 yards, receiving Gibbs has a 77 yard reception and a 71 yard uh, run on the year terms of long plays in those phases he is second in the acc in yards after catch with 393 yards after catch on the year Uh, that's amongst all skill players he trails only north carolina's talented slot receiver josh downs Um, so that tells you what type of work he does in the passing game another example of that in terms of statistics Gibbs uh, leads all power five skill players in yards after catch per reception with at least 25 targets. So he averages 15.1 yards after catch per reception. Um, And just for a point of reference, the second best number in that stat amongst power five players, 10.9 yards after catch per reception. So he's almost five yards, yards after catch per reception better than second best guy in that category in the country. So he's definitely a dude uh, Miami better key in on. Um, And similarly, I think Jeff Sims has the the quarterback is a guy that 
can also generate explosive plays. You know, he's not the most efficient quarterback. I think, I think he's, he's at his best when he's able to, when his first read gets open and he's able to let it rip to his first read. Um, but he's a guy that averages 212 passing yards per game and 64 rushing yards per game. You know, I, Miami has seen uh, plenty of pretty good dual threat quarterbacks. I would argue Sims is the most athletic of the bunch yet. And I think he's by far the fastest in terms of a straight line. If, if he has a running lane, um, he can gash you for 30, 40, 50 yards pretty easily with his speed. Um, Georgia Tech's explosive play rate is 13.2%. The average is 12.2%. Just for my, for reference, you know, all our fans watch Miami. Miami's 12.3% in explosive play rate. So for this season, at least, I don't know if it, that's necessarily the case in these recent games with Tyler Van Dyke, because that average has gone up a lot um, on the on the season as a whole. Georgia Tech's offense has been more explosive than Miami's. Um, Georgia Tech, they have uh, 46 plays on the year that have gone for at least 20 yards, and that's 22nd in the country, which is also what Miami is. Um, and again, that Miami number has gone up significantly here in recent weeks with the excellent play of Tyler Van Dyke. So, yeah, I think that Sims and Gibbs two-headed monster is something to keep an eye on. And also, too, as a passer, I mean, I am impressed by the arm strength of Sims, his ability to flick it all over the field. Yeah. Um, now, it sails on him at times, and at times he's a little late with his reads. Um, but when he has a chance to, to push it downfield, um, he can push it really far down the field. Did you feel that way, too, watching him? Yeah, no, I, I thought that he, I definitely think he showed off a big arm. I thought he was a little streaky at times in terms yes. of just like, I feel like when he gets sort of rolling, he's rolling. And when he's not, he's kind of just like not, but I mean, the arm strength is definitely there. And uh, yeah, I, I would agree that, I mean, definitely some, some late throws too. I don't think he's like a very, I don't think he's the most polished passer, but right. I, I think he definitely has some tools that, that can get people in trouble. So who on Miami would you highlight? offense or defense or special teams guy that needs to step up for Miami in this week's game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think obviously, I mean, with stopping the run, I think that's important too, but, uh, you know, I think a part of it, I mean, just both watching the games, I noticed that I feel like Jeff Sims does sort of, you know, maybe force some things when he sort of put under pressure and, you know, true passing downs. Um, you know, I feel like Virginia's free safety, uh, his last name is Blunt. I can't remember his, his, uh, his first name. Joey. He should have two, Joey Blunt. He had, he should have had two picks in that game. He was only credited with, with one. Another one was like just a late hit or something like that, that got sort of wiped off the board. But I think Cameron Kitchens can be a guy that can make some plays on the back end. Um, again, my, I think Miami Stevens did a pretty good job generating pressures over the last two games. I know it's a little bit different with a more mobile quarterback, but you know they, they're going to have to pass the ball, and when they do have to throw the ball, I'm going to be looking at Cam Kitchens as a guy that can sort of turn the ball over, force turnovers, just sort of make big plays on the back end. Um, I think that Miami's going to have to sort of do that um, a few times in this game. Uh, I think there's definitely plenty of arguments for other for other guys, but I think that Cam Kitchens could sort of be a difference maker 
uh, on that back end. And then again, with tackling, I think tackling is going to be a huge thing in this game. I think he's been one of the more consistent tacklers at least. And uh, I think he could be a guy that helps out with the, with the run game as well. So I'll be looking at Cameron kitchens as a guy that I think could step up, step up again, just a second start. Um, I think he's still someone that's consistently growing. So I feel like there's always sort of a need for him to step up, especially at that free safety position. So I'm sort of looking at him as a guy that maybe who knows, just makes a couple of plays. You touched on the pass rush. What type of pass rush do you think Miami should try and execute this week? Cause I almost feel like it's time to do this week in particular. It's a, it's a good time to try and do the mush rush, right? Uh, not get upfield too much where you yeah. rush past Jeff Sims. Um, yeah. Because I do think he's a guy like, like you're saying he struggles when the pockets closing in on yeah. him. Whereas a guy like Kenny Pickett, He's older. He knows how to handle those closing pocket situations. His pocket presence is better than Jeff Sims. But if Jeff Sims has a way to easily escape the pocket, it becomes very dangerous, right? So I think the type of rush that Miami looks to execute this week is going to be important as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably like to see more like in his face sort of pressure, like not sure. so much like maybe like coming like deeply off the edge. Cause I feel like a lot of times when quarterbacks have beat Miami, it's sort of again rushing off the edge, sort of the, the middle sort of opens up and they sort of just sort of take off and find, find that lane. I think a lot of pressure just like coming straight at him would be, would probably be more effective than maybe just some of the typical like edge rush type of guys where you're just kind of coming off the tackles. I think that'll be effective too. Cause I think that they've struggled with it at times, uh, Georgia tech sort of handling yes. it. Um, but I definitely want to see some stuff where it's just like, almost like nowhere to go, you know, just kind of hold tight on the, on the, in the secondary, just sort of like have your, I don't think they have like an elite receiver where it's just like, I think Miami's seen better receivers than we're going to see from Georgia tech. Um, so I think you kind of kind of, kind of got to bet on those guys and then just sort of send just some pressure and just kind of contain Jeff Sims. Cause I'm much more worried about him as a runner um, yes. than, than him as a passer. And speaking to that, my guy that needs to step up Keontre Smith. Um, I, you know, he, to me, he's on the field because of his speed and ability to fly to the ball. Right. Um, he's not been the most consistent tackler, but at least he gets in position to affect the play and somehow, and I do, in some way, I do feel like the gang tackling is better lately. So if Keontre does miss that first tackle, someone else is there to clean up. But again, I do think the speed uh, to the ball, whether that's Jeff Sims or Jameer Gibbs from Keontre, I think it's going to be important this week. You know, he, he needs to be able to sniff out that running back pass game. Because again, Jameer Gibbs is the best yards after catch player in the country this year. Um, and like you were alluding to, right. Jeff Sims on the run is a scary proposition. So, uh, I don't necessarily think Corey flag is going to have the speed to chase down a guy like Jeff Sims. Um, but I do think Keontre Smith might be able to close down on him and, uh, chop him down before those, those big plays turn into, kind of disastrous explosive plays, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, potential player of the game. Who, who do you got this week? I mean, I'm just look I, over. I mean, just, I'm just, just looking up numbers and stuff like that over each of the last, in each of the last five games, Georgia tech has allowed a hundred yard receiver. I'm looking at Charleston Rambo to sort of be that guy, David. I know you wrote an article, how he's creeping closer to that thousand yard mark. 
I think that this could be a big day for him. I'm just going to run through some of the numbers. Uh, Dontavious Wicks from Virginia a couple weeks ago, six catches, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Trey Turner at Virginia Tech last week, seven catches, 187 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Pitt had 200-yard receivers in Tessier Mack and Jordan Addison. Duke had a guy in uh, Jalon Calhoun, five catches, 103 yards. And North Carolina, Emory Simmons, three catches, 110 yards. Uh, I think that this could be a big day for Charleston Rambo. I think Trace Willing, um, I think Wesley Walker's his name. I think a couple of those guys have been sort of struggling in coverage. Yeah. Um, not just like super impressive. I think Trace Willing's uh, coverage grade in PFF is like 51.3. Uh, not super impressive. So I'm looking for Tyler Van Dyke to sort of keep that connection rolling with Charleston Rambo. I think that he could be a difference maker in this game. He's been a difference maker for Miami over the last few weeks. So um, I'm expecting him to have a pretty big game in this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, Georgia Tech's pass defense, not very good. Um, they, I, and to your point, I do feel like you can pick on their corners a little bit. You know, I think they struggle in coverage. I think they also struggle to tackle on the perimeter in the quick game. So, you know, so many times this year we've seen where corners are giving that cushion to Rambo because they're afraid he's going to run behind them. And then uh, whether it's King or Van Dyke, they're, they're working that little nine to 10 yard hitch game uh, when they have that cushion. I think there's a chance where if they, if they have to work that game, Rambo can make one of these corners miss and it's off to the races. Cause we've seen that kind of consistently from Georgia tech's defense this year, I feel. Yeah. Um, and, to, and a real, real and just real quick. I mean, yeah. I just want to add this to this. I think this is a pretty crazy stat. I mean, just over the last five games, uh, 1,637 yards, 14 touchdowns, just one interception from quarterback. So that's like the total numbers. So yeah. definitely that secondary has definitely been struggling a little bit. 327.4 yards per, per game from quarterbacks. That's a good segue. Cause my potential player of the game is Tyler Van Dyke, right? For mm-hmm. all these reasons there, the Georgia tech pass defense is, is just not very good. Um, they are, you know, similar to the point you just made, they're allowing opponents to complete 64.6% of their passes, uh, which is very high. Uh, 252 passing yards per game, 96 in the country. And also too, you know, they don't really get much pressure. I don't think on, on quarterbacks either 1.88 sacks per game and, and the quarterback pressure numbers in general aren't really there for this, this defense. And on the flip side, you know, Tyler is playing extremely well. So I don't think there's any reason why Tyler can't throw for 300 yards again this week. Um, This is by far the easiest defense pass defense he's faced um, outside of central Connecticut, of course, but I do think it is fair to point out Jeff Collins is a, I think he's a very good game planner very good defensive coach. This is the Georgia tech head coach um, for those that are unaware. And I do think he will try to throw some junk at Van Dyke that he hasn't seen before, whether it's different coverages, different pre-snap looks, you know, Jeff Collins knows that Tyler's still young in his career as a starting quarterback. And there are still things that he has not seen. So um, I would expect, especially early on, um, Tyler to have to work his way through some different exotic looks that Georgia tech really hasn't shown much at all this season, but yeah, uh, 
this season, the trend is if you have a pretty good quarterback, you're going to put up big passing numbers against this Georgia Tech defense. Keys to the game for Miami. I mean, to me, it's really just show up. I mean, show up and like, again, right. th- this could be a trap game, you know, like I think Miami needs to just come out of the gates ready to play, man. I think it's been night and day how you see sort of just just a difference in the team between Virginia and North Carolina and then North Carolina State and Pitt. And really, it's it's it feels like it's the first quarter, you know, just how they sort of come out and play. And David, I know it's something you've been sort of pounding the table about, you know, all year, like this team needs to start faster. And again, in, in a game like this where, you know, you are going to play against some guys that, again, have the pot- potential to create explosive plays, might not be like the overall like most talented team, but they they have enough to make things to keep things close if you sort of allow them to stay in it. Um, right. So I think Miami needs to just sort of come out of the gates hot and just sort of, you know, I think this this could be a sort of statement game. Like, is is Miami sort of, you know, are 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 they a team in the ACC? Like, are they going to come out and you know sort of beat up on a, a team that they should probably beat up on a little bit, or are they just you know that Miami team that sort Play of down started to their bond- yeah they're going to play down to their opponent and they're just going to sort of, you know, accept all the, you know, maybe praise that they've gotten over the last few weeks and just sort of, just sort of thinking in their head, Oh, we're a good team. Now Um, I want to see Miami sort of come out on fire and, you know, just really just play like they are the better team. I believe that they are, Um, you know, I think that a lot of it is just going to be, yeah, on paper they are. Um, They've been playing as like the better team over the last few weeks. Again, just like, recently um so just sort of come out and play the game that you've sort of been playing i think that that would put them in a in in a in a position to be successful on saturday mine is because i'm curious how this goes against this week's team it's tackling right we feel like miami is starting to make steps in terms of maybe getting to average in that phase of defense um i do think georgia tech's going to test them in that regard though uh, Jameer Gibbs miss he's forced 33 missed tackles this season, which is fourth best in the ACC amongst running backs. He's also forced eight missed tackles as a receiver, Jeff Sims. We've talked about his running ability, 17 missed tackles forced. Um, you know, both these guys, once, once they make that first guy miss, because they are going to make people miss, right? That's part of football. The other team has players too. Um, but to me, how soon after they make those first guys miss can Miami then get them on the ground? Yeah. Uh, that's what sunk Miami against Michigan State. Um, and earlier this week, Manny Diaz straight up said, like, Jameer Gibbs is the best running back we've seen since Kenneth Walker. So I think that challenge is, is definitely there for Miami in terms of tackling. Let's get to some over-unders that I made up for this discussion. Gabby, over-under 38.5 points scored for Miami. So that would be the most, right? No, I guess they went 40s, right, against North Carolina. But the most the last two weeks. Uh, And again, this Georgia Tech defense is not as good. So would you go over or under 38.5 points for Miami this week? Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to go under. I'm going to sort of stay conservative here. Uh, again, I, I love what we've seen from Tyler Van Dyke the last few weeks. 
uh, again, I mean, I'm not sh- like I, I believe that he's legit and all that stuff. I think I need to see it a time or two more before I'm ready to just sort of just start penciling Miami in for. And we're talking over 38 and a half points, essentially a 40 point game. So, right. Um, I could easily see it. I can like, if I, if it hits over, I'm just like, yeah, like that would not shock me one bit, but I think I'm going to stay conservative here. Maybe go under. I'm going over. Yeah, that would be good. That would be very good. Over under one and a half explosive touchdowns. So anything like outside the red zone, right? by Georgia Tech in this game. I think this is an important stat because, you know, I think Georgia Tech has the personnel to get like two explosive touchdowns in this game. And at least my feeling is if that starts to happening, if that starts to happen, that's not a great sign for Miami. Miami's defense needs to force Georgia Tech to put together long sustained drives because again, they're, they're explosive, but they are not efficient. So, one and a half explosive touchdowns by Georgia Tech over under. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go under. Um, no real reason why. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's going to have to be under two. Again, I'm not sure like Georgia Tech's going to be able to string together like these huge long drives against Miami. So, I think holding them under two explosive touchdowns would be good, um, you know, on their way to a, a win, hopefully. I think they get two. So, I'm going to okay. take the over barely. Oh, the last over under Jeff Sims accounting for 300 yards of total offense. So adding run and pass stats, um, I think on the year he's averaging about 275 to 80 per, per game this year, uh, total offense. So what would you say with that one? I might go over, man. I don't know. I don't know. Something about him is just really intriguing to me. I might go over. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, Miami's past events hasn't been great. Uh, right. You know, he's had he's had his moments where he's thrown the ball well enough. Um, I'm interested to see how he looks on Saturday again. I could easily see this being an under. I'm not like super sold on the 300 yards over. I think it could be like barely over 300 if anything. Right. But um, I might take the over uh, right now, just based on what we've seen from Miami and their potential to sort of just be a team that misses tackles and and whatnot. I think I'll take the over too. You know, for those reasons you said, the pass defense needs to get better. I think finishing sacks needs to improve. Yeah. And yeah, I think when you combine the run and the pass, I think 300 yards for Jeff Sims is definitely doable. Um, betting line thoughts. So, according to Caesar Sportsbook, Miami, as of early Thursday afternoon, as we record this, Miami is a 10-point favorite, and the over-under is set at 63.5. Do you like either one of those lines more than the other? Do you like them equally? And what would you go with for both of them? I mean, I, I think I kind of like the over. Uh, I get, I, the last two Miami overs have hit, I, or maybe the last three Miami overs have hit. Yeah, the last three overs have three. hit. Yeah. So I'm, down, I'm always down for the over. Um, the line, I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of feeling Georgia tech plus 10. Um, you know, again, I could, I think that this could be a big game for Miami where they sort of separate themselves from Georgia tech. But again, I just sort of need to, I think I need to see it one more time. I need to see it coming off of this, off these two games against these top 20, like these two top 20 wins. 
uh, with Georgia, with Florida State sort of on the horizon. Like I need to see them sort of play this middle game uh, completely. And, um, you know, I'm still not fully sold on, you know, this team in general. Um, but I do think that there's a potential for a much larger margin of victory. But right now I'm just sort of feeling that Georgia Tech maybe keeps us closer than maybe we'd like. Yeah, I of these two, I prefer the over. You know, I think both both offenses have explosive ability and I don't trust either one of the defenses. So I do think this could be a situation where which team outscores the other. And then, you know, I, I do think Miami's going to win. I think they pull away in the fourth, et cetera. But I, I also think, you know, I just don't trust Miami's defense right now. And I do think Georgia tech will be able to score low thirties on them. So um, in terms of Miami minus 10, I guess I would go Georgia Tech plus 10, right? Um, but I don't love that one as much as the over under over, right? Yeah. Um, so that brings us to our score prediction. What do you got, Gabby? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Miami comes out with it. Um, I'm going to go with a 37 to 28 Miami win. Um, you know, Let's see what happens, man. I, I again, I could see like I'm. I could easily just make this a much larger Miami win. Probably still feel comfortable with it, but again, I think I just need to see it one more time. Again, I feel like this is just a weird sort of game right now. Uh, they haven't played Georgia Tech in since two since 2019, right? Since that Georgia Tech loss, it's not like that game got canceled last year. Um, you know, I think that there is some unfamiliarity between the rosters and stuff. It's not like a team that they've seen that Mandy Diaz has seen every year of his career. So, um, you know, I think that there's maybe something to that. I don't know. But uh, again, I just watching Georgia Tech on tape, I think that they got guys that can just make plays. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, that's always going to make things interesting. Um, again, 12:30 kick, Bally Sports, not a huge stage either. I think Georgia Tech could quietly keep this one close. And, um, you know, I still feel like Miami comes out of it on top at the end. But uh, and I think that there's a couple dudes that can have really big games. But uh, I, I'm definitely worried about Georgia Tech and that running game with Sims with Jameer Gibbs and even the other guys I mentioned, I think that they can do a really good job sort of moving the ball that way. Give me your score again. You broke up a little bit on my end. Oh, 37-28 Miami. Got it. I'm going to go Miami 41, Georgia Tech 33. Um, similar line of thinking, honestly. Like to me, again, Georgia Tech offense is explosive, not efficient. They are 34.5% on third down this year the offense. So that's last in the ACC. Their passing efficiency number is eighth in the ACC. Um, the Georgia tech defense been up and down, mostly down. Uh, they're coming off a loss to Virginia tech in which the Hokies totaled 491 yards of offense. Um, and, and Virginia tech's offense in general has not been that yeah. productive against power five opponents. Right. I also think for Georgia Tech, again, tackling to, is a little bit of an issue for them. Yeah, Their third down number is also not great on that side of the ball, 46% allowed. Um, and I do think the pass defense is a tough matchup for them, right? Miami's got it rolling in that phase of the offense, and uh, Georgia Tech can't seem to find answers. And... Honestly, I think offenses are, are finding ways to pick on them. Uh, so I do think Miami could score 
should score 40 points in this game. I think there's a chance maybe Miami keeps Georgia Tech under 30 points if Miami's able to steal some turnovers, get some turnovers, steal some possessions. But if Jeff Sims generally protects the football pretty well, um, I do think the Yellow Jackets can, you know, get to that 30-ish point mark. So um, I'm curious on this take. I have a take too, Gabby as it pertains to the Florida state game the week before, right? I think from a Miami defense perspective, this game to me is a little bit of a preview in terms of like, that's a good, that is a good point. Like how Miami is going to match up to the personnel. Like they do different things, right? Styles of offense, but like Florida state has a very athletic quarterback of Jordan Travis that can hurt you with his legs. I would say like, I think Jeff Sims is a better passer than Jordan Travis, but uh, Jordan is very athletic. Probably, you know, he is just a much more dangerous runner than Jeff Sims. I think Florida state's rushing attack is is good. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs is the best of the backs. If you compare the two teams, but Florida state goes too deep with their running backs that are both playing very well right now. And I think the receiver group for Florida State is a little meh. And Georgia Tech's receiver group is, it's fine. Uh, I think it's better than Florida State's, but it's nothing that should really scare you. Um, So to me, it's kind of like, okay, how's Miami going to contain this athletic quarterback that can really hurt you with his legs? And can they tackle against a, a good running back? Which, you know, they did that. I, I think NC State's running backs are pretty good, so that was encouraging that they tackled those guys. But outside of that, that game, whenever Miami's faced a, a talented running back, they've struggled to tackle. Um, what do you think about that little peek ahead to Florida State? I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, I didn't even really think about that like that, but I feel like it is going to be sort of like, you're going to, again, you're going to sort of see where you're at. Like, I feel like it's going to be a very similar, like, like offensive approach in a way. Maybe Florida State may, might be a little bit more run heavy with Travis, just because again, right. I'm not sure that he's going to maybe try to throw it as much as Jeff Sims will. But I do, I, honestly, I think it's probably like, thinking about it, it's probably like the ideal game you sort of want before right. Florida State, right? Like it is like, you're going to, you're going to have a same sort of defensive approach like against Florida state as you're going to have this week against Georgia tech. So again, it's not like, it's not like preparing for Florida state twice because there's two different, obviously two different sets of personnel, but it is kind of, I think it's noteworthy that you big are going to big, big, exactly big picture wise. Like you are sort of, you're, you're sort of working on the same sort of just philosophy or maybe right. prioritizing the quarterback running and all that type of stuff uh, for two consecutive opponents. So yeah, I think Georgia tech's a, a great opponent for, you know, just right before Florida state. So it'll be interesting. Again, to me, the bottom line this week, how does Miami come out and handle business? Because I think if you're for real, if Manny Diaz really is turning the corner, if this team uh, really is, if you should get back on board and believe in this team, et cetera, uh, I think Miami comes out and handles Georgia Tech, right? Um, Do they do it? That's why I still... Like if I'm a betting man and I don't like this bet, but if I'm a betting man, I still bet Georgia Tech plus 10. Should Miami go out and win by 10 points or more? I think absolutely. 
but I still don't quite trust this team. And so I need to see them go out and do it. And no matter what, Gabby and I will discuss it immediately after in an instant reaction podcast. So thanks again to everyone for listening. I'm sure there will be some recruits uh, that pop in, local recruits that pop into the game. So check out the website inside the U.com for Gabby's updates in that regard. Appreciate all you guys listening until next time. Take care. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H track all wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best in class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So, which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.